Hi, this is Father Craig Swan, the priest at St. Peter's by the Sea in Narragansett. And welcome to our weekly service online, a brief service of readings, prayer, and homily for those who wish to attend church either at home or on the go. us, Lord, not to be anxious about earthly things, but to love things heavenly. And even now, while we are placed among things that are passing away, to hold fast to those that shall endure, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of Proverbs. A capable wife who can find. She is far more precious than jewels. The heart of her husband trusts in her, and he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not harm all the days of her life. She seeks wool and flax and works with willing hands. She is like the ships of the merchant. She brings her food from far away. She rises while it is still night and provides food for her household and tasks for her servant girls. She considers a field and buys it. With the fruit of her hands, she plants a vineyard. She girds herself with strength and makes her arms strong. She perceives that her merchandise is profitable. Her lamp does not go out at night. She puts her hands to the distaff and her hands hold the spindle. She opens her hand to the poor and reaches out her hands to the needy. She is not afraid for her household when it snows, for all her household are clothed in crimson. She makes herself coverings. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the city gates, taking his seat among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them. She supplies the merchant with the sashes. Strength and dignity are her clothing, and she laughs at the time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. She looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her happy, her husband too, and he praises her. Many women have done excellently, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceitful, and beauty is vain. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her a share in the fruit of her hands, and let her work praise her in the city gates. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Psalm 1 Happy are they who have not walked in the counsel of the wicked, nor lingered in the way of sinners, nor sat in the seats of the scornful. Their delight is in the law of the Lord, and they meditate on his law day and night. They are like trees planted by streams of water, bearing fruit in due season, 
with leaves that do not wither. Everything they do shall prosper. It is not so with the wicked. They are like chaff which the wind blows away. Therefore the wicked shall not stand upright when judgment comes, nor the sinner in the counsel of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked is doomed. A reading from the letter of James. Who is wise and understanding among you? Show by your good life that your works are done with gentleness born of wisdom. But if you have bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not be boastful and false to the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, devilish. For where there is envy and selfish ambition, there will also be disorder and wickedness of every kind. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without a trace of partiality or hypocrisy. And a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace for those who make peace. Those conflicts and disputes among you, where do they come from? Do they not come from your cravings that are at war within you? You want something and do not have it, so you commit murder. And you covet something and cannot obtain it, so you engage in disputes and conflicts. You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly in order to spend what you get on your pleasures. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from the Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Mark. Jesus and the disciples passed through Galilee. He did not want anyone to know it, for he was teaching his disciples, saying to them, The Son of Man is to be betrayed into human hands, and they will kill him. And three days after being killed, he will rise again. But they did not understand what he was saying and were afraid to ask him. Then they came to Capernaum. And when he was in the house, he asked them, What were you arguing about on the way? But they were silent. For on the way they had argued with one another who was the greatest. He sat down, called the twelve, and said to them, Whoever wants to be first must be last of all and servant of all. Then he took a little child and put it among them. And taking it in his arms, he said to them, Whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. And whoever welcomes me welcomes not me, but the one who sent me. The Gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. This morning I came to a conclusion that valor is the better part of discretion and will not be preaching on the selection from Proverbs. (laughs) What I do want to talk about this morning is high school. Think back to your days in high school, those 
wonderful years that allegedly are supposed to be filled with awe, wonder, and the excitement of coming of age and going out into the world. At least that's what we were told they were supposed to be about. What they were truly about was self-discovery, frustration, and always a sense of never kind of measuring up, and the desire to be in what we all would refer to as the popular kids. Now, being one who was never part of that strata of the popular, not being part of the athletes or the jocks as we call them in my high school, I wasn't quite at the lowest of the social ladder, but I was somewhere between the lowest rung and kind of in the nerd area. So basically kind of tolerated among the popular, but not quite among them. And I remember going through high school and being told, Craig, don't worry about it. When you get to college, everything changes. It didn't really change much in college either there still is a sense of those who were the beautiful, those who were the athletic, you had the scholars, and then you kind of had everybody else. And yes, we all wanted to be among the popular. And I thought, well, you know, it'll change when I'm an adult. But then about that time, maybe a little bit later, came out this song that said, high school never ends. Everyone remember that one? And it went through all the names of all the um, popular and well-known um, actors of the time and talked about kind of what group they would have belonged to in high school if they were in high school that, at that time. And then I said to myself, well, you know, as an adult, it's wonderful. We don't have to worry about all of this. And then I, about a week and a half ago, watched a movie called Queen Bees. Now, Queen Bees came out in June, and um, it's available through Fandango on TV, and then in the theaters, I believe, starring a wonderful cast with um, Ellen Burstyn, James Caan, Loretta Devine, Jane Curtin, and a whole crew of older, phenomenal actors. And the movie takes place in an adult independent living center, not too different from that of Brightview or Brookdale. And it's all about being, being in high school at 80. And how Jane Curtin played the part of the mean girls, and all of the social strata was based around maybe not what table you sat at in the dining room, but what bridge table you got to sit at in the recreation room. Now, I bring that up because wanting to be or aspiring to be significant or at the top of the social strata is nothing new to the human experience. Ambition is part of the human condition. And we see that today in this morning's gospel as Jesus and the disciples are journeying through Galilee in Mark, we find out that there was a little bit of a conversation that took place. And actually in other Gospels, we get it kind of in real time in the recording. 
And after Jesus has already talked to them about the fact that he is about to be crucified, and that Peter has already rebuked him on that, what is the most important thing they're worried about? It's not how do we prevent Jesus from being executed, but who's going to be the top dog among the disciples? Who's going to be the greatest of them all? And of course, Jesus sits them down and says, let's think this through. Because again, one of the realities of the gospel is not to talk about how the church is to fit into the way of the world, but how the way of the world is to be changed through the way of the kingdom of God. Luke, as we will find in our Bible study, is very much about that topsy-turvy kingdom of God. Mark, not so much, but in this passage, Jesus directly talks to the disciples about ambition and how greatness is found in relationship to the kingdom. And that is not found by being with all the beautiful people. It is not found by climbing up the corporate ladder. It is found in our ability to act in ways of humility and mercy, to not seek those who can raise us up, but to care for those who can do nothing for us. This morning's gospel, Jesus brings a child into his arms and sits him on his lap. And from the modern eyes, it's all nice, nice and warm and cozy and a beautiful scene. But back in Jesus' day, children were nothing more than possessions of the Father. And that really didn't change much until about the 1970s when the children's protection moved from the ASPCA to a government agency and state agencies and became children's protection. So the child was not worshipped or coddled as they are today. And in fact, a child that Jesus may have brought to him was possibly the child of a servant. And what we know of a child of a servant is that child is the servant, not just to the family that his parents are in service to, but a servant to the servant. And when old enough reserved the least and most menial job within the household, that of washing the feet of those who enter the house. So Jesus brings this child into his object lesson, not to offer to modern audiences a warm, fuzzy feeling, but of a reminder of who we are called to be present to, to whom we are called to care for. It's not all that different than the statement he makes to the Pharisee when he's sitting at dinner with him, and we know that Jesus probably was not the best 
dinner guest when he confronts the Pharisees and says, look, you invite those to dinner whom you can get something from that will build your status up. It's a transactional relationship. But you should be inviting those to dinner who have no ability to do anything for you. And Jesus brings this object lesson home at the Last Supper when he turns around and demonstrates what true Christian leadership looks like. It's not about sitting at the head of the table and spouting out proverbs. It's about humility and the willingness to take on the role of the lowliest and to wash the feet of the disciples. And ultimately, in the end, the example he gives us is by stretching his arms on the cross. The execution saved by Rome for the least, the most humiliating and the most excruciating forms of punishment ever known to mankind. But on our behalf, with no request, nothing asked of us, Jesus willingly does that for us. In our letter from James this morning, he picks up on the theme when he reminds us basically to beware of our ambition, for there you will find discord, but to live with compassion and mercy and wisdom, for that is where there is peace. So I am sad to say that based on our culture, that which we struggled with in high school is part of the struggles of our life throughout. But within the kingdom, that struggle can end when we allow ourselves to let go of our own ambition and seek to do the will of the Father by caring for those who can do nothing for us but simply accept our acts of mercy, compassion, and kindness. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us. If you enjoyed this time with us, also please consider some of our other podcasts. Our bi-weekly podcast of conversations between a rabbi and a priest, as well as consider joining us if you're in town on Sunday morning at St. Peter's, 72 Central Street, Narragansett, Rhode Island. <laughs>